0: Hey, well, welcome back, or should I say myself, welcome back here on Leaving the Ring. Um, I know it's been a minute, and I've been wanting to, and, you know, time always conflicts with my schedule. I'm trying to fit everything. There's not enough hours in the day. So, but I I was like, you know what? I need to come on here, and I want to talk about 2012 Ukrainian gold medalist and unified cruiserweight champion, uh, Alexander Usyk, about his pro debut in the heavyweight division. Now, this is something that's been anticipated. We would have been waiting for quite some time. And, you know, and and after hearing the announcement this past Monday that Tyrone Sponge, uh, undefeated heavyweight, uh, was caught with a banned substance in the system by Vada that the fight was no longer on. I think everybody was kind of like shook and worried, like, man, it, are we ever going to see whether or not Uski is the real deal? Uh, in the heavyweight division, how much of a threat is he to the heavyweight division? Well, they were able to scrounge up uh, a name that was that a lot of us are familiar with, which is Chaz Witherspoon, who is the cousin of two time title list, title list uh, Tim Witherspoon. Right. And, and Chaz has came off of an eight winning streak. So he's the guy that ended up getting the task to test Usyk's debut in the heavyweight division in Chicago, at the Wind Trust Arena this past Saturday, right uh, now Witherspoon's coming off of thirty-eight and four four losses, twenty-eight knockouts. At the age of thirty-eight, let's point out the obvious. Okay, he was an inch taller than Usyk. Uh, he was twenty pounds heavier than Alexander. But I think we already knew that he was the he was the sacrificial lamb for this for this debut because, like I said, they 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 really did try to set him up. To see whether or not how good he's going to be in the heavyweight division. But they had to just pick an available name. And and that's what we got. Seven rounds of Usyk dominating. Slowly chopping down Witherspoon. But ultimately getting the task done by stopping Witherspoon in seven rounds on a TKO. So right now what we have is his performance from this past Saturday night against Witherspoon. Is he the next Holyfield should he have been coined the next great thing in the heavyweight division and how how does he fare with the rest of the guys you know how do we how do we break down his style against the other other big men in the heavyweight division we're going to go down that list here on on corner to corner on leaving the ring <laughs> Okay, so here are the three topics we're going to talk about here on Corner to Corner. And, of course, we're going to fit some things in between. But the first thing is labels. You know, attaching a fighter to a past accomplished fighter, how it sometimes hurts them. Number two is, was the TKO of Chaz Witherspoon enough to measure Usyk's debut as a heavyweight? And three... Usyk's style is of a slow starter in the ring with this pity pat range finder. Is it enough? And would it work against the bigger heavyweights in the division? Okay, let's start with the first one, the labels, okay? Um, I've always had problems with, with labeling a fighter, attaching his name to a past accomplished fighter. You know, um, it, it always seems to be like we have to attach his name in order to make him more Exciting, in order to make up more of a demand, uh, or, to, or or just to, to kind of throw throw coins out there and hope that one of them sticks to to that fighter, so that we could say, oh, I'm the one that said that he was going to be like that person. You know, here here's my problem with it. Okay, first off, Usyk doesn't fight anything like Holyfield. All right, uh, the only similarities is their cru- cruiser weights and they're, they both decide to jump up. Style wise, they don't even. They don't even twin. It, it, You can't even make the comparison, okay? But here's the thing, and, I, and I've always said this. Boxing always finds the way to scare off newcomers or maybe a fan that we lost from the 80s and 90s, okay? And, and what I mean by that is that when, let's just say that somebody that you know used to watch the heavyweights in the 90s, and they're well aware or they're a fan of Evander, the real deal, Holyfield. And you're sitting back and, and you're tuning in and you're listening to either a podcast or there's a past fight and there's commentary going on and they're bringing up Usyk and they're saying, this guy's just like Holyfield. You know, he's the next big thing. Um, This guy's going to be great. He's going to do uh, the things that Evander was able to do. And that that past fan who lost complete interest in boxing goes, wow, his ear starts, you know, lifting up going, wait a minute, I've heard that name before, Evander the Real Deal Holyfield, I I know that name, Uh, you know, now I feel like I could watch it again, so let's say that fan, okay, or a newcoming fan that never watched boxing but had a father or a grandfather that watched and talked about Evander Holyfield, right, so either one, they decide to tune in that night to fight, to, to, to watch, you know, Usyk fight. His debut against Witherspoon, right? And they're watching this fight, and they're watching the slow starter that Usyk is uh, in the ring, and right immediately, immediately we've lost that fan. Second, third round in, maybe they stick around for four rounds, but they lost that fan because one, they're listening to the commentators uh, criticize Usyk for his style, which we should already be aware of it, and and two. The similarities of them saying that Usyk was going to be the Evander Holyfield of this era, well, you're not seeing it. So automatically, who you thought that you could, you know, relate to because you've heard of the name of you've seen that fighter before. Well, it's all gone. So now you lost that fan. okay? but here's the thing with labeling a fighter. When you start labeling them like, you know, oh, this guy looks like, you know, a uh, Pernell Whitaker or this guy looks like Mike Tyson and, and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. You, you, you attach a, a past fighter to that fighter and he doesn't live up or he doesn't even get close to being that person who you believe he was going to be like. Automatically, that fighter is either overhyped or he's no good. I don't understand that. I, I You know what I don't get is why don't you let fighters be themselves? You know, like. I'm a fan of Usyk because he's just him. I'm a fan of him because I like what he's doing. I'm liking the accomplishments. I'm liking the challenges that he's putting forth in front of him. That's what makes a fighter. I don't care if he, he, he resembles Holyfield or, or Joe Messi or anybody out there that comes to mind. Right? You know, Lennox Lewis, Mike Tyson. I don't care about any of that. What I do care about is the moment. The moment he steps into that room, the moment he decides to let his hands go, the moment he decides to challenge himself, that's what I care about. And I think that's why as fight fans and and commentators and podcasters and media folks, we have to have a responsibility. Stop labeling them because when they don't hit that pinnacle of that label that you put them, do you attach to him too? Immediately, he's no longer the goods. Right. We, we, we're not even giving him a chance yet, you know, because we we're we already set. We're already in, uh, embedded in our mind that he's going to resemble somebody that we're familiar with. And because he doesn't do it of the bar that we set for him, which he didn't even do, you know, I mean, he didn't come out there and say, hey, you know, I am the new uh, Ivan the Holyfield. He didn't even do that. You know, he's Usyk. he wants to come out there. He's representing uh, Ukrainian fighters and he's representing himself. He's the one that said it in the bar by go by saying, I want to be the undisputed heavyweight champion of the world. And that's what he's setting out to accomplish. So that's my little rant about that. I think we need to stop that. I think we all need to come down and relax and stop labeling fighters and allow fighters to become who they they're set out, you know, allow them to brand their name. Stop attaching names to help them out, because it's not. It, it really does hurt them in the long run, in, in my opinion, okay? All right, the second question is, you know, I think the answer, I mean, the question that we all have is, is how well of a mark that, that Usyk put out there by knocking out or TKO over Chaz Witherspoon. I mean, can we measure him with that performance as a heavyweight? I, I, I say no. I honestly, when I saw that it got announced, man, I was like, "Mm, okay, because there was really, uh, you know, who were they going to pull out of the hat, right? Who are are they really, who are you really thinking they're going to pull out of the hat, you know? And I just thought, okay, well, they got to put a name in there. They got to put a live body They don't want to cancel again. Um, You know, it's really going to slow down him really getting into that heavyweight process and getting in the minds of, of boxing fans that he's campaigning in that division. So, you know, money's already set and it's got to flow, so they had to get a body, and that's what they got, is Witherspoon, now all respect to Chaz Witherspoon, all respect to any fighter that laces up, to tell you the truth, okay, you know, for anybody to say, oh, they're bums, and blah, 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 that's you guys are so full of it, if you stepped in the ring, you got punched in the mouth, trust me, you're gonna have a better perspective of what these guys do, you know, as a, you know, for a living, especially, okay, but truth, truth, the matter is, is that Chaz was just to be there, okay, and, uh, Granted that he was there and he, he put up an effort, I mean, immediately a lot of folks got you know right away. Man, they they got kind of spooked. They were like, "Oh my God!" You know, he's he looks so slow. He's taking his time, and I'm like thinking, like these guys never watched this guy. If you go back to the World Series when he was actually campaigning as a as a, as a heavyweight in amateurs, uh, you know, he, he he does that. I mean, he it, okay. Talk, well, let's go back with labels, right? Let's go back with labels. I I, I think the only time labels are good is if you're going to label him to a current champion that's that's fighting right now. And L- L- Lomachenko, Vasily Lomachenko, is a guy that he's trained with since he was a kid. You know, they're both in camp with each other. So there's similarities there. Footwork, the pity path to find themselves in, you know, to find, you know, little openings create openings so they can start you know jabbing in big shots uh keeping you busy worrying about what's coming at you not worried about being you know uh uh, the big shots uh because you know he's pestering you and and keeping you occupied that that that's Usyk's style you know but he did it to a guy that did have an eight winning streak but Chaz has never been a major threat. I don't think we all thought he was going to be a threat for this debut fight. You know, and and if, you know, I mean, it, you know, boxing, especially in the heavyweights, one punch changes everything. But Chaz has never been that guy. You know, he had to rebuild himself after, what, 2012 getting knocked out by uh, Seth Mitchell, who was an ex-football player, you know, that was like the, the highlight of finding out what Chaz was going to be all about, and he got knocked out, and he had to rebuild himself, eight-winning streak, which is great for him. But I, I really didn't believe that he was going to be the guy to tell me if Usyk is going to be overwhelmingly, div- you know, dominant at the heavyweight division. So to answer most folks, can we measure them to see how good? I think, to some degree, yes, but to a lot of degree, I think we're all waiting to see him really get in there, that can test test him really really find out, uh, which is going to lead us to the to the last question, you know, is is which is number three Usyk style, which is his slow starter, uh, and he tends to, you know, like to pity pat. He's a, with the a, you know when he does that, it's a fine ranger, and he's really finding out. Uh your movement when he does that and then he slips in big shots in his and his footwork is that stamina gonna gonna work in the heavyweight division I mean it worked with Chaz but he it was slowly moving in there but you know, let me point this out let me let me point this out to the critics out there that were were so like amazed or or astonished that he he was you know not immediately jumping all over Chaz Witherspoon in the first, second, and third round, right? They were just like, oh, my God. I mean, what is he doing and blah, 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 you know? I think folks forget that he he had a torn bicep moving up, okay? A torn bicep. And this is his pro debut as a heavyweight. This is This is now the mark of him stepping into a new division, which is a new part of his chapter of his career right so i kind of you know sit back and go how i know these a slow starter but how much of the bicep was it in the back of his head that i don't want to tear it again what it sets me back more months out of the ring because i'm the potential mandatory for andy ruiz and, and and anthony joshua so how much of that was in the back of his head in his mind when letting his hands go in the first set, i think he had to warm up to it to tell you the truth man you know I, I think anybody that's had any kind of an injury uh whether it's work related sports related you you always are going to be a little bit cautious you're going to baby it just a little bit before you start feeling like oh, okay well let me let us let me let me start letting it go right and i, and I think that was the case now how does his style fare with with the heavyweights, the bigger guys against like Tyson Fury, Dante Wilder, uh Ortiz, uh Andy Ruiz, Anthony Joshua, Parker, guys like that. You know, how does it how does it fare with you know guys like that? Um uh, I, I think his style, I think and I think that's why we have questions. That's why I got questions is because I don't know exactly if the pity Pat's going to work against a guy like Dante Wilder who Dante would really, to me, in my opinion, he's just going to let his hands go. You know, I mean, let's be honest. Uh, I think Usi can, can outmaneuver a lot of these heavyweights. If you watch him in, the, in those World Series matches when he fought, a, a, what was it, Joy Joyce, um, jugging a guy, right? Uh, I mean, he completely outboxed him. You know he was go- he was going underneath his shots and he was you know doing a picky style. He-, he kept stepping around him and landing a big left hand. I mean he had pretty much his way uh, with Joyce, but that that was like the amateur. The gloves are different, you know. Uh, so I-, I sit back and when I when I look at that, I go, okay, how how well will he do against like a Dante Wilder? I, I think to me that is like the one fight that I'm not sure if that pity Pat style is gonna work because you know wilder's gotten i mean look let's not take nothing away from wilder right now i mean he's i used to call the guy the bambi of the heavyweights but he has been developing he's gotten better every every fight his jabs gotten better um His right hand has always been really confident, but it's always been like that overconfidence where he would just, you know, follow through and just keep going through with it, right? You know, and then his legs just went with him. Now I've kind of seen him not do that entirely too much. It's when he gets overexcited, then he starts going all over the place. But when he's disciplined, uh, he's he's pretty on point. And I don't think that the pity pats are going to, you know, scare him off, especially being the size and the height that he is uh i i think that that Usy, if anything is gonna have to be more of the maneuver it's, you know more more of the step around which we saw him do with witherspoon which we saw him as a cruiserweight do a lot um so i'm curious to see how well he would do with a, with a guy like that with the stature of of wilder or even like tyson fury i mean Tyson Fury's got fast hands as, as well as Usyk, you know, so that's another match that's very intriguing to me, but I'm not sure if Usyk's pity pat's going to work against Tyson Fury, who loves to lean on the ropes, he likes to do that rope dope style, you know, he loves to sneak in the uppercuts, um, he's also got good footwork, so to me, it's going to be a, the style of which, who, who can actually, uh, befundle the other guy to make them surrender their style and just end up fighting that person's fight. That, that to me is, is a very intriguing fight. Andy Ruiz, another really good matchup. But again, does the pity Pat style, you know, the slow start of Usyk, does it, does it immediately of, uh, 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 make the, the accomplishments he's done in his past fights? against like an Andy Ruiz who's who's fast, uh got fast hands, um fights in explosive spurts, uh, comes forward and is really not afraid of getting touched. You know, and is willing to walk through the fire. I think all three of the fighters right now, Wilder, uh, uh Fury and Ruiz, all three of them in my opinion will be willing excuse me, be, will be willing to take the fire that that Usyk was, is going to throw with the pity pats to find his range and, and to find your, 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 your kinks and your style so that he can slip in the big punches. I, I think that Usyk is going to have to immediately uh, let the other guy know that the tone is, I, I am a real heavyweight. And that would be by having a very strong, stiff jab and allow his heavy shots to immediately introduce himself to that division. Okay. Uh the other guys in there in the mixed pool of, of heavyweights, uh, you know, I I I I think everybody honestly is is a good match for him. Um what you, like that other kid, the the Polish kid that just fought uh, the nightmare, Chris Oriola, uh Adam um, Koznaski. Uh, that's another good fight. But I I I favor uh, Usyk in that one because of Koznaski uh, Konas- Konaski, uh Kind of showed his vulnerability. I mean, he's been showing that, but you know, he went, you know, he went tooth and nail with with Chris the Nightmare, which Chris has got all balls and all heart. But in reality, Adam should have been able to break down the veteran a lot, a lot easier. And well, not he, well, yeah, yeah, should have. You know, he's the fresher guy, uh, the younger guy. He's the lung, you know, uh, he's not long at the tooth yet, like Chris the Nightmare is. So. To me, he's kind of left. I think he plateaued his in, 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 in what he's gonna, how he's gonna develop. I think that's it. I think that's the best we're gonna see Adam. And I think Usyk and the and that team should actually look at that that fighter as the next person they should go after. Tyrone Sponges, you know, I mean, get his shit together. There's still a guy there who's undefeated. Um, you know. Uh, Carlos Tacan is, is a is a is a proven veteran guy, right? That was the fight we were all wanted, but the bicep happened. So those fights are still available. Those, those guys are still out there. I mean, look, baby Miller's got is back in the fucking mix. Can you believe that shit? He's back in the mix. And that's how dark our sport is. We let cheaters right back in. You know, it's like eh, we we lock the front door, but we forget to lock the back door. And so baby, the baby Miller's back in the, in, in the mix. And I'll tell you what, that's a fight that I would actually tune in because I think. Usyk would outbox him so bad, would embarrass him so bad that that would be the end of uh, Baby Miller. You know, Baby's very slow. Is he strong? Yeah. Will he try to walk you down? Absolutely. But the explosiveness doesn't come in the likes of like Dante Wilder or Tyson Fury or, or Andy Ruiz or even AJ. They they got explosive from their legs. They come at you immediately. Where with Baby Miller, I've seen him just kind of like thump his way in, like he's like you know, uh, uh, what's that one big old donkey character in the Winnie Winnie the Pooh? You know, like, hello Pooh, oh how you doing? Right, whatever his name is. That that's who Baby Miller is to me. That you know, he's just kind of a uh, the Snuffleupagus uh, of the Sesame Street. You know what I mean? That that guy. You know, uh, just big. Big old dude, and 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 just you know, oh, I'm here for the moment, and and I'm walking through, and and I. The reason I'm moving guys aside, aside is because of my size. Baby Miller to me is that. Now, does he pack a punch? Absolutely, he does. Can he test Usyk's chin or body? He can, if he can touch him, if he can get him caught to the ropes. If if the pressure of a bigger man can slow down the footwork of Usyk, I think that baby can answer that but i think that usi can can weather that big big wave coming at him because it's he's only gonna have to worry about two or three big shots coming at him because miller's so big is that he's he has to take a big gasp of of oxygen in order to you know to re-amp up and then let another set of combinations go which is like like you got a minute a minute of time to get away and, and set yourself up and, you know, uh, stacking some points in between uh, Baby Miller trying to re-energize. So, I mean, overall, the heavyweight division is, I think, is 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 glorious, okay? Usyk, to me, is an added gem. Um, I'm not quick, as the rest of the folks out there, to write them off immediately, saying, like, oh, I don't know, this guy's boring. I've said this... From the beginning, when he unified the cruiserweight division, he got in with Tony Bella. Remember that? <laughs> and I sit on, on Twitter. I was like, I don't see it yet. And media people are like, what? Are you crazy? What? You know, him being a heavyweight? And I was like, no, I don't, I don't see it yet. I, I have to see him in with a heavyweight, you know? And, and I know that, like I said, I go back with Chaz Whitspur. I know he's in there. But look immediately how everybody jumped down his throat going like, yeah, he's, yeah, I don't think he's the goods. When, when in reality, that's not the measure. That's not the measure. He had two fights to go up. He had two fights to be up for, and they fell through. One, one was both of them were not of his fault. Torn bicep. The other guy decided that he needed something in his system to get him up for the fight. Right to guarantee. Hopefully, they thought it was going to guarantee him the fight. But you know, PEDs. I've always said this. It's, it gives you an advantage, but really the truth lies if you have the technique. Okay, and then and the PEDs is 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 is, is is the added seasoning to it. But re- realistically, great fighters don't need shit to help them be the best. And so those two fights fell through. So I, I just sit there, he's like, man, shit. I, why, who's this kid? You know, Chaz Witherspoon. I, you know, Maybe he never saw tape of him. We had, I had Buddy McGird on. He said, if you have to watch tapes of fighters, you don't belong in his business. Well, so maybe Usyk's team, they, they don't watch any tape of him, so they had to find out what was, what was Chaz all about? Does he pack a big punch? Is he a boxer? Is he going to come straight at me? Um, is he going to try to go to the body? Is he a dirty fighter? You know, is he going to try to maul me up? Whatever it is, I, I think Ustic and his team had to sit back and watch and also throw in again the bicep. Okay. So that's why I'm not so quick to t- jump down his throat and say immediately, oh, he's not going to do well with the heavyweights yet. Because, again, I see his style working. Then I see his style not working. And that leads me to find out, does he have a, another trick in the bag? Can he revert to throwing his style out the window and changing it up to get the victory? That's, that's what I like about my fighters. Okay? Okay. You know, like, when I saw Lomachenko, and I was, I was not big on him, if you guys have been listening to me for a long time, not big on Lomachenko in the, in the beginning, and the reason was, because I used to hate the fact, I've always hated to watch fighters play with their food, and I thought a lot of times, Lomachenko played with his food. I was like, look, look, man, just freaking goggle, gobble it up, we know you can beat this guy. Same thing with Crawford, you know, we know you can beat this guy, you know, but finally, you know, I mean, and and here's the thing, and what gets underneath my skin is everybody like right away, oh, this guy's the greatest, this guy's the best, this guy's this, I mean, shit, this guy was this, was, you know, the best that sliced bread. But until we found out that he was human, that's when I became a fan. You know, when I saw that he can get hurt and he could come back from that, that with cloudy vis. uh, vision and 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 spaghetti legs and bearings all over the the ring at that moment that he can gather it up with quick wind and just get himself right back into the fight and win it that's what makes me a fan that's what that's when you have my attention you know I, I I'm not one of those fans that like to watch a guy win, 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 and it's an easy freaking win. I don't understand fans that tune in to watch boxing and tell me already, oh, he's going to knock him out real quick. It's the first round. You know, Gennady Golovkin's going to knock out, you know, Danny Jacobs first round. It's not even worth watching. Oh, Errol Spence knocking out, you know, Porter in three, four rounds. Then why in the fuck do we watch the sport if you know this is such an easy fight? And then you get proven wrong. It wasn't. When are you going to learn? So I like the fact that Usyk still has a lot of questions looming around him, right? Looming around him that we still want answers for. So before you count him out, let's count in some more fights at the heavyweight division for this kid so that we can finally see whether or not we are either right or we're wrong. But guys, let's stop at the Holyfield crap. You know, Holyfield was great in his era. Holyfield did some great accomplishments. He's a Hall of Famer. Let's keep him there. there were ne- there's never going to be another Mike Tyson. There's never going to be another Evander Holyfield. There's never going to be another Pernell Whitaker. There's never going to be a Tito Trinidad. There's never going to be a Julio Cesar Chavez Sr. There's never going to be a Salvador Sanchez, Barrera, Eric Morales, De, De La Jolla. There's never gonna be, but there are gonna be, there are gonna be the Andy Ruiz, the Aero Spence, the Crawfords, the Lomachenkos, Usics, Canelos, Gennady Golovkins. Enjoy it. Enjoy it. Trust me. Boxing is coming back from his dry spell. Enjoy it. It's a great time right now. To be a boxing fan. I'm your host, Dave Duenas. I hope you guys enjoyed this, man. I, I want to do a little bit more of this. Uh, it's just, you know, shaking off the ring rust, you know, my biceps. I got, you know, I got to repair them back, you know, because I, I feel a little off when I'm on the mic all alone here in my office. But I do, I do love and I do appreciate the feedback. So guys, uh, tell me if you agree with me, uh, my thoughts and my little rants here and there. What did I miss? Let me know what's up. And I hope to hear from you guys. Again, have a great day. Great night and enjoy the fights. Talk to you guys soon.